Hello and welcome to another episode of the Love Fruit Pod podcast and we have a two special guests today and a different type of podcast because usually we're interviewing one person <clears throat> but today we have two we have actually three of us we're going to talk about the Austria Fruit Festival which we've just come back from for those of you listening to this in the future uh, today's what the 2nd of October so just a couple of days ago the festival ended it was uh, over five days and uh, I believe it's the second time that this has happened, although it's the first time that I'd heard about it. And and last year it was, I think it was only maybe 20 people. And we'll talk more about that and the experiences about fruit festivals and stuff like that and what went on. So my two guests today, I have my two good friends and uh, firstly, Pia Klemp. Uh from Germany and you have been an attendee at a number of different festivals, fruit festivals around the world such as Woodstock Fruit Festival and the UK Fruit Fest and maybe some more if you let us know about that and um, you have uh, a lot of good experience with the 8 to 10 10 diet and you were actually given a little bit of a speech at the festival as well about your your journey so it'd be good to hear about that. And we also have Tom Meir, and Tom has been a manager at the Woodstock Fruit Festival, played a big part in that over the last six years, something like that. And has also been a chef at the UK Fruit Fest and helped out at that as well. So a lot of experience with from from all three of us uh, from going to these different events. So hopefully we'll get some good perspective. And maybe some of you will learn a little bit about what these events are like, and that might encourage you in the future to go to something like that. So, uh, Pia, anything else you want to say about yourself, just in introducing yourself? Yeah, so my name is Pia. Um, I have been into this raw vegan lifestyle for a little over two years now, and I follow or try to follow the 80 to 10 diet. Um, I really believe in it, and it's just, yeah, nice to be here and nice to chat. Excellent, excellent. And Tom, anything you want to say? Um, hi, guys. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about your Instagrams? Do you want to shout out your Instagram? Uh, gourmet Raw with like a lion. R O A A Gourmet Roar. Yeah, like a lion. Yeah, mine is P A K with a. How do you say Under, that? Underline. Yeah, with an underline. P A K A Y underline. Cool, cool. <laughs> okay, nice. So you can follow those guys there if you like. So. Austria Fruit Festival. Let's talk about the different components, the location, the place, the food, the uh, um, this talks that were on, the entertainment, the people that were there. Let's talk about all of that. So, location. It took place in a near a town called Strobel in Austria, uh, close to Strasbourg, um, Strasbourg, and. Uh, kind of like the sound of music area of the world sort of thing. So, uh, Pia, what do you think about the location and the building and everything else? Yeah, I really liked it. It was up in the mountains in a forest somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Um, so no one was there except us. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was really nice. And there were some really nice hikes around. And I really liked um, that we had a big kitchen to prepare food in we had bathrooms for men and women we had dorm rooms 
Um, it became a little bit crowded at times when everyone was there because some people um, just came for the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, but in general, I really, I really liked it. Yeah. Excellent, Tom. What did you think of it? Location. Yeah, I thought it was a great location. It was like the hills were alive <laughs> with the sound of music. But yeah. no, it was good. Really nice. Surrounded by mountains, nature, lakes. Um, there was there was snow on some of the mountains still. And you mentioned music. There was something unique about this festival in that we actually had a song that we sang, uh, a festival song that we sang before breakfast and lunch and everything. What, yeah. do you, what do you think about the song? I thought the song was great. Um, it was... I, th I think Raphael actually wrote the song or he got it from another festival. Um, it was a Christian song. It was kind of a Christian festival. But they didn't force it much. Yeah, just, I just had books yeah. and stuff. I mean, they didn't force it, did they? I don't think so. Not really. I mean, it was it was the organisers, Raphael and Gabriel Resch. The their background is in the Seventh Day Adventist Church, a Christian church, and and what a lot of people might know about that church is that a lot of people are vegetarian or vegan who are Seventh Day Adventists. Because uh, that's part of the religion is actually a healthier diet. So, uh, but it wasn't. There wasn't really much. There wasn't even a lot of talks about that. I don't think there were books there if you wanted to read it. And the song talked about Jesus a little bit. The yeah, we the actually changed the lyrics to the song, which you'll be able to hear if you come to the UK Fruit Festival next year. <laughs> yeah, Pierre, what do you think about the song? And singing. Um, I thought it was nice. Um, everyone can make out of it what they want, right? So, uh, whenever I heard it and I wasn't in the room, I knew it was time to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran down. Um, yeah, it's a song that just gets stuck, you know. It's, it's yeah. Not, yeah. I've actually been singing it every day when I wake up, and it start. It's a good way to start the day. Do you want to sing it? I forgot the lyrics. Banana. I like apples, I like berries, pears, bananas, bright red cherries, but the fruit I love the most is the fruit that Jesus gives. It's love, joy, peace, patience and goodness, kindness, faithfulness, mercy and self-control. <laughs> yeah, so I, I quite like a lot of that message, really. I don't mind yeah. most of those things. Grant said he didn't like self-control. <laughs> he thought like he doesn't he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to have to control himself. I don't know. He said something like that. Yeah, I also was thinking with this lifestyle we don't really need self-control because right. it's so natural. <laughs> right, right. Good point. Good point. Tom, anything more about the song? Um, no. I liked it. I, I did. I did. I did quite, and I like the idea actually of having a festival song and getting everyone to like, sing together. It was like praying before a meal. Yeah, like giving thanks for each meal. Yeah, taking a little. So moment. that was their way of doing it. A little shout out to Helder as well, who was playing the guitar for the song. Yeah, and his slippers. <laughs> and his, uh, what what was his slippers? Was it like bear claws? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had to take your shoes off to get in the house. Yeah, which is quite provide, nice actually. They provide free uh, flip flops. Yeah, um, the building. It was quite small. It was a small event. There was about. There was a maximum of 47 people there, although I think people were coming and going, so there was never like 47 people together at one time. 
Um, there was one big room downstairs that all the talks took place in and all the food took place in. And that was, uh, so that was good. I guess it would have been nice if there was maybe one other room or maybe a space indoors for the fitness activities or different things like that. But uh, a lot of that would have been, could have been done outside if it hadn't been for the fact that unfortunately there had been quite, there was quite a lot of rain there. So I've, I've personally never seen rain for like two days straight. <laughs> I don't think, even coming from Scotland, I don't think I've seen rain that just lasted that long. And uh, that was unusual. It shouldn't have been as, even though we're into nearly October, the the rest of the month it was really good weather, so we were just unfortunate. Well, it, the the rain did actually bring the uh, the fire salamanders out. Yeah, so we got to see a little bit of nature, and I, I never saw those before. I thought they were when I thought I saw the salamander up in the forest, and I thought it had escaped from someone's house or something. Yeah. So location. You know it's a, it's like a lizard. Yeah, yeah, far, yeah. It's a black lizard with, with orange. Spots. Yeah, but it was a beautiful area. I've I think actually it, got one in my bag. I think yeah. <laughs> I think it's a shame that you're actually kind of looking like a fire salamander today because you're wearing your black glasses with orange. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and you've got a black t-shirt with orange on it as well, mm. which which the listeners can't see. But anyway, um, <clears throat> you want a photo? message the uh, the podcast yeah please get in touch with gourmet roar for exclusive photos uh the local town i think it would have been so really beautiful area if it had been a nice you know if the sun had been out we did have a day that the sun was out it would have been amazing but you couldn't even see the mountains some days because there were so many clouds but usually austria should have actually better weather than that at that time of year so anyway just unlucky Let's go on to talk about the uh, let's talk about the food. So food was served in three meals: breakfast, lunch, dinner, and uh, they didn't really leave that much out the rest of the time. So you kind of ate when when it was time to eat. Uh, what do you think about the food, Pia? I really love the food. We had amazing fruit uh, from Raphael's fruit dealer. Mm. I don't know where they get the amazing sweet papayas from. Um, I think it was delicious. We had even had dragon fruit. We had cactus, uh -huh. so cactus fruit. Um, I really liked it, and it was prepared with so much love. Yes. And Gabby, before every dinner or lunch, she would um, say what she made. Yes. And she was so proud of it. It was so cute and. Yeah, she put so much love, or the whole kitchen team put so much love in the in the meal preparation. You could just tell, and um, yeah, the recipes were amazing. I would have liked a little bit more fruit, um, but other than that, I I thought it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Tom? Yeah, same. Uh, a few nights stuck out. The marinara, what she did, was amazing yeah. with the mushroom and the sun-dried tomatoes. A lot of people enjoyed that. There was salt in the sun-dried tomatoes, so I think she drained a lot of that out. That was the one um, time, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I thought it was really good. It was basically... Like said, maybe a bit more fruit out, like a buffet, where people can just pick or something, but other than that, the food was amazing. And, like, and Gabby is amazing as well. Yeah, so both of you guys mentioned the kitchen team I think you're absolutely right. And Pia was saying they prepared with a lot of love. It was 
a really fantastic team in the kitchen. In fact, I don't think I ever I ever really got to speak to them that much because they were just working in the kitchen all the time. I think there was mm. three, maybe four ladies, and they just did this amazing job. Um, there was the, the typical sort of fruit festival menu tends to be things like me, uh, melons in the morning, like f- juicy fruits in the morning, and then later on in the day you have more uh, maybe heavier fruits and salad meals and things. So they had, like uh, Tom was saying, there was sort of a Italian-style mushroom marinara yeah, and the, the, sauce. Yeah, the, the pad thai, the dead one night. The pad thai was good with uh, horseradish, which was, yeah. they were saying it was horseradish, and Grant was saying it can't be horseradish. <laughs> like horseradish is basically inedible. They were saying horseradish noodles, but it was actually daikon radish noodles. Yeah. Which made sense because just there was a German translation there, I guess. Um, there was also what do you call that cucumber tzatziki? Is that tzatziki or something? It was a cucumber tahini. So, yeah. yeah. And, and then she did the uh, the pumpkin papaya soup. Ooh, yeah, there was a soup. That was amazing. A yeah, little bit warm. Yeah, that was that was that was a good introduction, and. What else? What else was with the soup on the first day? She did the soup. Oh yeah, that was it. She did. Uh, she did a salad with, and the only she didn't do a dressing. It was just golden kiwis. Oh, yeah. That was surprising. Absolutely to me. incredible. Yeah, I I had that, and I thought, wow, this is a great dressing. And then I was told there wasn't a dressing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I need to make dressings like this, and then I, and then they said no, there's no dressing. It's just golden kiwi. So there was golden kiwi that had spread its juice, and this, mm. the juice of the vegetables had marinated the whole thing. So, wow, that was a that was pretty cool. Um, was it enough food? Did you feel it was enough? Um, no, I don't. You'd like to have had more. I would have liked to have had more fruits just to pick, sure. pick up during the day. Sure. But that's just one for something for next year. Yeah. Yeah, the, the breakfast was really light, which is fine. It was usually melons, um, but you are not very satisfied after that. So uh, for an hour or so, it's fine, but it would have been nice to have like more bananas or like stuff that you could eat, like pears yeah. and apples or something you can just snack on because everyone has like a little bit of a different diet. You know, yeah, some, yeah. you know, guys, athletes need more food. And I think I, I even yeah. lost weight, like one kilo or so. <laughs> But it was fine for me to just have three meals, but usually I snack more. I don't know if that's yeah. good or bad, but... Yeah. yeah. They never really put out any avocados. Uh, it was an 80-10-10 festival. It was pretty low-fat as well. Um, I would have appreciated a little bit more fruit. For me, I liked what was put out, and I appreciated what was put out. And But yeah, I think if it was to, to make it even better, a little bit more fruit. Uh, I'd never tried the yellow dragon fruit, and I'd never really tried the cactus fruit, so that was cool to try those things. Um, and the melons in the morning were great. Actually, I think when they left the melons out, that was pretty good because then I, I ate a lot of melons, mm-hmm. and that was that kind of filled me up a bit more. Yeah, I I just want to say that I think that it was the first time for them that they had so many people there. Yeah. So they probably didn't know how yeah. much fruit they have. Yeah. Um, in the end, they had a lot of 
grapes leftovers lots of apples and stuff like that so probably they know and yeah. next time they will just do it you know differently yeah. Yeah. um it was still amazing the quality of the food was was 10 out of 10 yeah what i find funny about fruit festivals is sometimes the people that are beginners are usually really happy and they're like oh i never knew that it could taste like this and that i never enjoyed fruit so much and had fruit like this uh, but people that have been doing it longer, sometimes they're like, oh, well, I didn't get as much as usual. But sometimes as well at festivals, people end up speaking to friends a lot and act, being active and doing things. I, I, I almost think that if we'd been outside more, if there'd been mean, more sun, we might have not even thought about the food so much. But yeah. we were in all the time and, mm. and that kind of happened. So really positive i think about the 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 fruit and the food and the team it was 100 percent raw vegan of course uh which was great now what about the schedule the talks the education the speakers that were chosen um tom what do you think um the schedule i mean it was it was the first year the schedule it didn't run on time all the time um there was kind of could have been set I mean it's probably good to have a bit of leeway not have something so set in stone but a few people went over like an hour or even two hours sometimes um, but that's the only negative that I'd say about it everything else was great did you learn obviously, a lot at the festival I, learned, I actually to... did learn a lot yeah I was listening to Doug Graham um, he did a lot of talks uh, Raphael had his fruit dealer. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, a lot of people like that talk with Peter Panak, I think yeah, his name was. Yeah, uh, he was going into like importing fruits and all the whole process of that. Um, who else? What was that other guy's name that Doug was speaking to? Horst. Horst, he did a talk about... Um, he's a ear, nose and throat specialist and he was saying he's been studying his patients for the last 20 years or something and he he was like giving an explanation on his philosophy which basically boiled down to love um yeah. if 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 you if you love life then you can't get sick is basically what he was kind of saying yeah so that was there was a few people and we should say as well that the festival was a german language festival so Everything was translated either from English into German or from German into English, depending on the speaker. And um, so that was an interesting experience seeing because it changes the talks because the talks have to be a little bit slower. And Raphael had a lot of work to do because he was doing a lot of the translating. Pia, you did some translating as well. You yeah. want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, I didn't know before who I was going to translate, <laughs> um, but I... I didn't do the difficult talks, more the, the people telling, you know, their stories. Um, it's hard. It's a hard job, mm. to be honest. Um, I don't know how people do it, um, how, who do it professionally, but you kind of have to listen at the same, at the same time you have to translate. And then, you know, you can't always think of the right words. It's very confusing, but we made it work. I think we all did a yeah. really good job and, um, knowing both languages, English and German, um, it's it was even more interesting to yeah. hear the person speaking English and then the people the person translating that person yeah. into German and I think they all did, did a really good job yeah. 
So we had a, as the main speakers of the festival, Dr. Doug Graham, uh, who wrote the 801010 Diet and was probably the inspiration around this festival because the, the two uh, the organisers of the event had been to his events and things like that. Uh, and Raphael, who was one of the organisers of the event, he was speaking at the festival. Gabrielle Resch, who is Raphael's mother, she also spoke at the event. She gave a great talk about her basically life story from a young age and on a conventional diet in, in Austria, changing to eventually a vegetarian with her husband and then vegan and then now raw vegan. And she's a great, they're both great examples of a raw vegan diet as well. They both look fantastic. Um, we also had Areli, Dr. Areli Cuevas Ocampo, who was also traveling with us a little bit. Uh, she was speaking at the festival. There was Grant Campbell, uh, the raw Aussie athlete. The Alexander. Alexander Demin. Yeah. Um, there was a whole bunch of people who were giving their the, sort of their story. Benedict gave his story, I think. Alexander. Um, I think I think I learned more at this festival than any other festival. Why did you be, say that? Because well, part probably because I wasn't volunteering. Yeah, this is the first time you've really volunteered. Yeah, right? probably. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking <laughs> of some of the other speakers. Yeah, there was Peter Panak, the the kind of fruit dealer. Horst Muller, Dr. Horst Muller, who was the ear, nose and throat specialist you were talking about. And Helder, I think Helder gave a talk. Mm. And yeah, and, and there was a few people, I don't remember all the names, but there was people giving different um, talks and things like that. You gave your first talk, what do you think about that? Yeah, it was, I was kind of, I was a bit nervous. Well, I was really, I was really nervous actually. Um, but Raphael asked me if I wanted to do it, I said no. <laughs> and then he basically persuaded me to do it and then he translated it, so I'm grateful to him for letting me do it. Yeah, yeah. and Pia, yeah, you, you as well? Yeah, I just told my story and when Raphael asked me, I was wondering why should I tell my story? It's not like I have been extremely successful because at some point I went back to starch-based diet and then back to 80-10-10 and back and forth. and. Um, in the end, I realized that people, uh, some people like ask if, sure. if um, you know, if someone is, um, how you say it, like taking a video, you know, of the or making an audio of the of my presentation. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I think it's because those stories are so relatable, and no one wants someone that's completely perfect. You know, people like to listen to normal people and their journeys. So, yeah, I really liked it, and I hope that maybe it inspired some people. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought you both did a great job. I was really impressed with you, Tom, because it's the first time you give a presentation. I thought, I don't think it looked like it was your first time. It was really good. Yeah, and natural. Yeah, and, and Pia, you did a great job as well. And uh, everyone, like a, a lot of people were there listening to your talk, yeah. your story. And I think a lot of people like your experience from traveling as well. Yeah. Because you've been a flight attendant. I don't know if you want to mention that, but That's fine, yeah. you, you, you've, you've obviously had to deal with traveling being in different places and all that kind of stuff um so i uh let me think about the talks i went to i like seeing doug talk i thought he was on good form and i've seen him give some of these presentations before but it was still good to see him um Arely, sadly her presentations were kind of 
shortened because of the issues with the schedule. And I do think that was uh, a real criticism of the event. It, it it didn't make you not enjoy it. I'm not saying that, but the schedule ran off course a number of times. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's, a, it's something to... Unfortunately, you want to believe, if you put on an event, which I've done as well, you put a schedule and you want to think people will stick to that schedule. And what happens is often the speakers run over or turn up late. or And so if you don't have someone kind of keeping track of that and probably not to call it any names, but certain speakers did go over. One went over by like almost a full hour, did two hours instead of one hour. Um which I didn't, I didn't understand why that was allowed to happen because, uh, you know, the because Raphael was there, so I'm not sure why he just let it keep going. But um, uh, sometimes you want to keep it going because it's going well and people like it, and maybe the audience want to hear more. The problem with that is then, let's say we all go away for a walk, we don't know when to come back to see the next talk because we don't know when it's starting, and it becomes a bit of a problem like that. So um, that that I think was one of the uh, one of the issues with the festival, which could be improved for the future, and everyone should be aware of. Um, I like I really liked hearing the stories. I thought it was a great addition. Raphael also did interviews at night, where he would interview Doug, and then he interviewed Grant. I thought that was really cool. People got a lot out of that. Um, my friend Machash from Slovenia did an interview that a lot of people really liked as well. So it was nice to get to know some of these different people and learn more about them. And uh, I also think one thing, sometimes they had, in, there's a few places where they had two talks in the same time. It probably wasn't necessary. There was probably enough space in the schedule to put everything if they wanted to just change things around a little bit. But um, but anyway, that, that that's it. I think there was free time on the schedule, which is quite nice as well. We also had activities in the morning. Did you take part in any of the activities? Yes, I went to Doug's exercise classes. Um, I really enjoy all the value that he can share when it comes to weightlifting and stuff like that. Um, just the group workouts are usually not as exhausting as I, I personally personally would like them to be. Um, so I decided to go for runs instead sometimes. But um, I think it was nice they had... Doug's workouts, they had a run with Grant and they did some walking with this, I don't know what you call those, smooth smoothies yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that, yeah. But... Yeah, so they had different activities. Um, I think I would have liked yoga personally, but um, it's a yeah. Christian event and some Christians don't do yoga, so um, they didn't offer that, which was totally fine because in the end you can do whatever you want to do, but I liked it, here. Yeah, yeah. Um... And they also did Wim Hof with Halder. Yeah, yeah. Halder went to jump in the lake a few times. Yeah, and, and Wim Hof. Yeah. yeah, and him and Grant went to jump off a cliff into a lake as well. Yeah. So there was there was a day we all went down to the lake and walked around. That was nice. Yeah. Um, you were, you yep. did some weightlifting with Doug. Yeah. Um, the thing with Doug, he'll just he loves helping people, and he'll just uh, if he sees you, and I slept in a few mornings, so. Um, he asked me if I wanted to just go and lift some weights with him, so I did in the afternoon, and then that ended up being another class. Yeah. So there was about four or five of us doing that every every afternoon. 
and then he brought Stefan with him. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stefan is someone that Doug, well, probably, I don't know if she'd talk about this, but Doug's been working with a guy one on one, helping him with his yeah, health. I, I thought that was, um, what's the word? Not synchronicity. It's, yeah, it's kind of synchronicity. Kind of, yeah. Right? So, so Raphael, I was with Raphael last year at the 8010 retreats with Doug in Washington. And then I think after the UK Fruit Fest, no, it was before the UK Fruit Fest, I think he decided to put a, a small event on in Austria. And then it just so happened that Doug was in Austria too. Yeah. By which I thought was a complete yeah. coincidence. And then Grant also. Yeah. But I think he actually flew purposely for the <laughs> events. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, for the fan, for, for for Doug to be there was was a major yeah, coincidence. That was there coincidentally because he, yeah, flew there. <laughs> yeah. But, but then he Doug had to, to quarantine twice to yeah. to be there, so that's amazing. Yeah, Grant. Yeah. Grant loves these uh, events for sure. Uh, right, so we covered that. We covered the food, um, the people. I think one of the great things about these events are the people that you meet. And the friends you make and the conversations you have and seeing old friends and things like that. Pia, what do you think about the people you met there and some of your experiences? Yeah, so first of all, I thought it was amazing that you guys made it <laughs> to Germany or to Austria. Yeah. And um, that was really nice. It's just nice to see familiar faces and um, spend time with friends. And um, I also like that the people were different in a good way, you know, just other people. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you go to Woodstock, you have those kind of people. When you go to UK Fruit Fest, those you know the people are always different, but yeah. kind of the same because everyone is kind and loving, and everyone gives hugs. And I yeah. re- I really really enjoyed it. I thought there were many interesting people, especially from other countries like Slovenia, people like I've never met before. So it was really nice. Yeah, so um, yeah, same. Andre, Andrew, um, a really enthusiastic German. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. showed you his camper van. Yeah, he had he a camper van. Yeah. There's a whole story. It'll probably, it's a whole podcast in itself how we got that <laughs> camper van. <laughs> I think it was interesting. I spoke to Raphael about this and he said it was, for him it was one of the first times that the Adventist church and raw vegan people had come together uh, in one place and he liked that. And he asked me, what did you think, what did I think about the people? And I did think that, um, I really liked all the, you know, the Adventist people that I met. There was really fantastic people there. And I think there's always good people at these fruit festivals. And I think that group, you know, if you were someone that was interested in becoming an Adventist or something, I think you would think that was a, you'd you'd feel positive about it from meeting these people. None of them, for me personally, none of them, tried to start a conversation with me yeah, about... No pressure. None of them did, did they? No. So maybe with you, I don't know. No, no? not no. at all. I, they had books out there on the table um, which you can could purchase. But other than that, other than the song, um, you know, there was... Everyone I don't feel came like... together. There wasn't like a, this camp and that camp. And... No, never. Yeah. It was really nice. And that's how it's supposed to be, you know, like... Yeah. Um, they were available for talks if you wanted to talk about it, and yeah, you yeah. should could share 
your experience, you know, but it was never like, hey, you should come to my church or something like that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people do that on the streets and everywhere on the tr in the train stations and stuff like that. And I thought it was nice that everyone could just be who they want to be and believe in what they wanted to believe in. Yeah, sure. Um, well, did, yeah. did you sign up for the mailing list? I didn't. No, <laughs> no but yeah, I mean... Same as Pierre. I mean, they didn't force anything. If you wanted, if you wanted to know anything, just ask. And I think I was speaking to Gabby about a few books. That's another thing. So I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah. They brought a bookshelf from home and then put wow. on their personal favorite books so people could look. Unfortunately, they were all. Most of them were in German, but I thought it was a good idea. Yeah, um, and got to hear some of the personal stories of some of these people. I think some of them have maybe worked with Raphael a little bit. There was a man that had Parkinson's. I didn't really get yeah. to speak to him much, but I think that he's been getting some improvement with a raw vegan diet. I think he said he did bananas on, on just bananas for like a month. And I, I think Andre said he did just bananas for mm. a week or something or a couple of weeks. Um, did you meet Matilda? Yes, I did. She was wonderful. So I think on the third day or so, uh, she arrived with her family, two other women. Everyone was super nice. And she's, I think she's, how old was she? In her 70s or yeah, 70s so. or yeah, 80s? Least, I don't know. Yeah. But um, it's so wonderful to see someone at that age becoming interested in the raw vegan diet and trying out new things you know it was she, she was so sweet and talkative and she really liked benedict <laughs> <laughs> she asked for his number and his email address <laughs> it was really funny yeah he was saying that was his like what did he say he works in the care home and that's his kind of yeah yeah exactly audience or something yeah, yeah. maybe yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah she was very nice yeah she was cool um I saw some friends, yeah, my friend Machash, I've not seen him in years, from Slovenia, and he had a couple of friends from Slovenia with him. They were really nice to hang out with. Um, yeah, and there was good some good talks that went on into the night. There was the log, the fire, the little log fire. Mm. Uh, Alexander was there from UK Fruit Fest. I think he's originally Russian, or some people call him Sasha. Um, apparently, I didn't. I missed his interview. A lot of people were saying good things about him. His interview about the raw vegan diet, but mm -hmm. his story. Um, yeah. So that's we nearly covered everything. Any any comments or things you want to make? Any controversies? Any? Um, well, of course, the, we didn't mention there was when there was Wendy, and there was a few children there. There was a few families with children, yeah. and the the kids were. Pretty cool. Keon, who's been at a lot of festivals, uh, Wendy's son, Wendy and Johan's son, he's pretty loud. He's, he's pretty <laughs> full of life. Um, it's a raw diet. Yeah, yeah, he's a raw child. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so any controversial things, any positive things, any any last comments that you want to make about that event? Um, no, I'll, I'll definitely go again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The great. I thought the grapes were amazing. Um, you mentioned the yellow dragon fruit. Yeah, there's a lot of good grapes. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think um, an extra room with a couch or something would have been nice, where mm -hmm. you can just chill out, especially um since the weather wasn't so good. 
um but i just really like the atmosphere and i feel like the people make the event mm -hmm. everyone was nice and um, interesting i also think it's nice to go to smaller events like this so if you are listening to this right now and you are new to this um maybe go to these smaller events instead of only going to woodstock or aiming for woodstock mm -hmm. because um the speakers have more time to answer your questions after the talks and uh, you know like tom said doc had time to do some weightlifting with him, some deadlifts in in his breaks, and um, you get so much more out of it. I think you the, you make much deeper connections with people and the speakers, and yeah, I think it, it's it's really special. And that's what I also liked about the UK Food Fest. You know, there wasn't so many people, and now we feel like a big family. Yeah, and yeah. Staying in touch. And it was amazing, and the Austria Food Fest was amazing too. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I. We haven't mentioned the sleeping accommodation, okay, really. Yeah, yeah, mentioned that. Um, so yeah, the sleeping. It it was from all the festivals I've been to. I think it was the second best. Um, it was bunk beds, but it was clean. Mm -hmm. You kind of had a really. bunk bed way up in the in the top of the room, like. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I could see everybody and what they were doing. <laughs> um, yeah, but they provided sheets and stuff. The pillows are huge. Oh, there's that yeah, a German thing. Wow, this one's pretty big. Yeah, the, <laughs> for some reason the pillows in Germany yeah, are about yeah. at least twice the size of pillows anywhere else in the world. But they really Can fair. you explain that to me? I have no idea, but now that you mentioned that, all the hotels I travel to, or the, the <laughs> different countries, they all have smaller ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's a German thing. You like it? I don't know. I can get used to it. I think it's supposed to fold them in half like that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they are flat. meant to be folded. Flatter. Yeah, they're quite flat, so it's quite yeah. hard to work out what you're meant to do with these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, we all have good memories of the Austria Frischer Fruchter. And if you want to stay in touch with it, I think you need to find it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, just search for it, I'm sure you'll find it. If you, if you can't find it, you can send me an email, info at fruitfest.co.uk. If you have any questions about the podcast, then feel free to message there as well, info at fruitfest.co.uk. If you want to learn more about the UK Fruit Fest, you can go to fruitfest.co.uk and you can follow the newsletter there and stuff like that and you'll get announcements about these podcasts. You can follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Stitcher, different places like that. Tom, any last minute uh, advice, encouragement, anything for people? And where can people learn more about you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Gourmet Raw, R-O-A-R. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend going to the Austria Fruit Fest. I, I think you will have it on next year. Maybe not at the same venue if there's more people. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we'll see. Excellent. And Pia? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, PIK underline. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, if you're interested in this lifestyle and the raw vegan diet or the 80-10-10 diet, um, just go to these festivals, connect with people. And um, it's so much easier when you have people to share this lifestyle with. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so um, my own last thoughts, I've been to a lot of festivals and this one was a really nice one it was one of the smaller ones it was closer to a retreat size part of that's probably because of the covid coronavirus situation but um it was good and I, I knew a lot i knew a lot of the people who were there already um 
I didn't make as much of an effort personally to meet more people. I was kind of just keeping to myself a little bit and my own friends group and all that kind of thing. Um, and just spending some time like that. But uh, yeah, I think I think I got a really good impression of Austria. I would love to come back. The organisers, to me, really made it special and I think they're special people and they are worth going to the festival just to meet them and be with them and learn from them. And I, I really, once again, I just think the people were great. Um, I think the weather, I really think it could have, that would have made it just a little bit better if the weather had really come out and, and been a little bit better. And... Uh, but that's that's the only thing, and and the schedule. I do think if the schedule had been followed a little bit stricter, things could have uh, flowed a little bit better and things like that. But these are just small details, and um, what I love about this is we don't know where the impact of this festival ends. You know, these people coming together, these people meeting, the people that get inspired by it the conversations, the friendships, that can last a lifetime. And that's what I love about these events. They're kind of um, timeless memories that can be created. So I really encourage you to go and support these events. Uh, people like Raphael and Gabriel that put these on, it's like something they did basically in their in their spare time. Raphael said he's never worked so hard in his life. And this isn't his job or profession. He has He's a very successful guy uh, outside of this and just wanted to give back. Uh, so support these events when you can, when you see them, and uh, go and try and find the Austria Fischer Fruchter and maybe send them a message, say that you would love to come next year. So thank you for listening to the podcast. As I said, if you've got any questions, go to info at fruitfest.co.uk by email. You can send any inquiries. And, um, yeah, we'll see you in another episode of the Love Fruit podcast.